walk the whole night through. Good morning, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning, good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina, and I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, on WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus. Sadbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. How are y'all? Well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam Views the News. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Edda is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Record Vault. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF with uh, the last hour today of the Weekend Garden, but actually it's uh, only a half hour of... Uh, of Rufus and uh, Mark Bumgardner and me, because uh, in our calls, but uh, we're going to run at ten thirty the uh, last Tar Heel Gardener show, which happened in uh, January of nineteen eighty five, and the next week, so it would be around this time, about the middle of the month of January, and. It uh, the next week the the weekend gardener with uh, Irv Evans and me started, but this uh, now I had been the I was the morning disc jockey on Saturday. Mari Odell had that uh, I think when he first came here was <clears throat> he was doing afternoon drive and I think he did for a while maybe uh, Saturday mornings, <clears throat> early Saturday mornings. But uh, all kinds of folks had done that. Whoever did that would, would work with John Harris. But on this occasion, uh, I was there, but Mari and Gary Dornberg, who were the face of the station at the time, they were the morning guys, and uh, Gary was voice of the Wolfpack. So uh, they actually did the show with him. And Mari Odell passed away a few weeks ago, and uh, he was with us forever and, and one of the great uh, broadcasters in the state and the nation, as far as I'm concerned, uh, passed away. And his funeral is today. And so we thought we would, would run this. It, it coincides with, with gardening and the weekend gardener and Tar Heel Gardener, which are the same thing, basically. Tar Heel Gardener was, uh, was hosted by John Harris, who was – a professor at NC State, 
and a great gentleman. It was only a 15-minute show, but uh, it was because of the nature of things, uh, technology and everything. People probably listen to, to radio uh, more than they do now. Uh, they, a lot of people listen to it, but and there are a lot more people in this world. But uh, everybody knew John Harris, the Tar Heel Gardener, back then. And it was a sad day when he retired, but it was a great day for me because I, I, I got to to start this show and lord knows what was going to happen with it but uh he he guided us and and we uh we're still here after 39 years so i hope you'll listen to this uh mari and gary and uh and the late john h harris in fact they're all they're all gone but uh, uh they'll be with you for a half hour today that's at 10 30 this morning on wptf um, lawyer, a friend of yours, Bill Alexander, will be on uh, after uh, after that, as usual. With uh, yeah, his father was Hugh Alexander, a congressman that represented our district when I was a boy growing <clears throat> up in Boone. Right. Yeah, and then uh, of course, uh, making your home great at, at noon. So uh, lots of other things. Coming up today here on WPTF, uh, Paul is in Window. Paul, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning, Mike. Yes, Bruce, sir. Mark. Yeah. Hello. Mark Bumgardner from the Orange County Cooperative Extension Service, by the way. I don't really have a question. I just wanted to express my condolences in passing to Maury. Um, I moved here, I guess, in 95 and... and uh, Quickly discovered WPTF and started listening. I'm a morning, early morning guy. You know, I've been working all my life too. So uh, I really enjoyed uh, Maury and and I so miss Gary. Oh yeah. Every time, every time you play that montage, I just you know he was just so special. They were all special. You're special. Well, it's and it's good therapy for me. I I never get tired of it. And uh, I don't, you know, uh, consultants probably have over the years things like that, uh, and the show in general. <laughs> but it's it, it's good therapy for me. I get to remember uh, people. Hopefully, a lot of people remember uh, many of those folks. Many of them are famous. I mean, oh yeah, famous people. Oh, yeah. uh, at least if you live in North Carolina, and some who uh, went on uh, to to make it nationally too. So sure. I, um, well, I, I'm i glad that you would like it uh, as much as I do, Paul, and I hear that quite a lot. All right. Well, listen, I don't want to take up a lot of your time. I just want to call and say, hey, beautiful beautiful day today. But, you know, the one good thing out of uh, all of this uh, with Maury uh, for us is that we were able to bring him in uh, just uh, maybe six weeks before he passed away and reminisce. And so that'll yeah. that we'll have that at some point. We um, Tony Rigsby and I did about a half hour interview with Uncle Mari, and Mari got to sit right where I'm sitting and where he sat for all those oh, years uh, before after we moved after we moved in '87 at least. So okay. uh, well, I can't wait to hear that. And yeah. I'm looking forward to this next half hour too. Okay, we um, yeah we'll be on for about 15 more minutes, and then yeah. uh, we'll we'll run Uncle Mari. And right. uh, Gary Dornberg and, and uh, John Harris, the Tar Heel Gardener. Well, Thank you, Paul. Great. Appreciate you uh, expressing that. You betcha. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. So, Mark, uh, have you had your uh, Master Gardener training? Uh, do you all do it every other year? We do what? it every other year, yes. Yeah. Our next one is scheduled uh, September of 2024. So we're going to be advertising it probably in March uh, of, of this coming year. And uh, we're, I'm really looking forward to our new class, and we've got a lot of new exciting ideas that we're going to be doing and bringing in great speakers, and it's just a lot of fun. Now, I know that, that people, and I've thought out of it, uh, too, after retirement, uh, it's, it's something, something to, uh, you know, wonderful to do, but I don't think people realize, once they get into these classes, how... Uh, how intensive it is it certainly is it it lasts about 14 weeks um it's three hours a week uh on wednesdays is when we normally have ha have held it and uh we get into some we go through the book about a two-inch book uh during the class 
Now, Ru- so <laughs> Rufus is uh, <laughs> he's he's researching people. People people call him all day long. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, we're very very excited to to have this uh, next class going on. Well, I but you know the thing that Rufus and I would be worried about or the fi- is the final exam. Uh, we've both expressed that, even though he's uh, a thousand times smarter oh, than, I, than oh, me. Yeah, I, I would. I would. Oh, it would more. You afraid, afraid you would? Uh, you would not pass it? Yeah, afraid I wouldn't pass it. <laughs> well, I can't imagine that, Rufus. You it, could probably memorize the book. We we actually don't have a, a an exam per se. We we have a a final um, test. It's more collective, so it's not it's not a you know a right and wrong answer it's a more of a an idea philosophy a philosophy yeah that's right i could pass a philosophy test yes it's it's makes it makes it much easier takes the stress off the the student oh that's nice well you don't you don't need stress in absolutely that absolutely not I mean, but no when reason. i say intensive it it you you get a lot of information and it's it's a you know, fairly long course, and then you have to devote a certain amount of time and Education, hours yep, and back to it and share your knowledge with the public. That's the whole purpose of it. Exactly, it's a volunteer organization. A lot of people won't. They say think, well, a master gardener is is somebody who knows all the answers, but in fact, the, the a master gardener really doesn't know the answers but we teach them where to find the answers and that's the mark of an intelligent person i'm i'm told i heard uh, dick herbert uh, the the great sports writer a sports editor for the news and observer many years ago say that that's not the mark and, of and it's very true it's yeah. very true the, the the more you learn the more you recognize how much you you don't know yeah but you you also with experience recognize where you can find answers Correct. And uh, I'm sure, as a, as an attorney, Rufus, uh, that that's oh, that's the that's that's part of the, the deal. All the law, yeah. Use past experiences to see what you do in the future. Yeah. Well, I find it so interesting that you can be really, really book smart and have no experience, and and then when you start getting that experience, um, how your your mind changes in in understanding you know a, a, have a, a much deeper understanding of the book knowledge that you received and sometimes that book knowledge is not always correct and you challenge it and you you mm-hmm. test it and yeah. for example people tell us that you can't grow raspberries in this area um, they say the chilling hours are not long enough well yeah. well you um, can you can they may not get a, a crop every year they're but, at the farmer's market. That's right. Somebody's growing <laughs> oh, yeah. them. That's right. Someone's growing them. So yeah. um, you test your theories and you test your book knowledge by mm. uh, just experimenting. Right. And that's what they do at the Ralston Arboretum is testing. That's why those plants, uh, many of those plants are there to, to uh, test for the nursery industry. So, uh, yeah, I think Tony Ava, his uh, prime example, he has uh, proven many times that you can grow things in North Carolina, in Wake County, that uh, you they say you can't, somebody says you can't grow. And it's it's all about microclimates and yes. where you plant We have things. them in our yard. We Absolutely. have lots People of different microclimates. That. Correct. So it's, a, it's amazing what you might might find in a landscape in, in Raleigh. I'm always amazed to see a Colorado spruce thriving. They may not get quite as big as they do in Colorado, but they uh, they do live here. Yeah. Well, Rufus and I were talking about um, photo period uh, in the parking lot. We were talking about how um, things change from a vegetative state to a uh, fruiting stage, and it has really not so much to do with how big the plant is, but it's about the photo period, how long the sunlight is uh, outside. And we were talking about how okra um, – comes into to fruit into fruit set and then because we at, at our office we had planted some ornamental okra and some of it only got knee high uh, and others got ankle high and both of them produce fruit at the same time 
One was in the shade, one was in the sun, but it was about daily. And so as you as you observe and watch, we were talking about um, different uh, uh, dahlias as an example, how tall they get and why they get really tall. Um, I've got some that were probably 8 to 10 feet tall this past year. And the reason is because they're in a shaded area. So they're reaching for the sun. And then others, um, Rufus's were didn't get quite as tall. They were, what, three, four feet tall? Yeah, at least four feet tall. And they were in and bright they were sun. Bright sunlight, full sunlight. So they don't need to, to stretch to the sky to, to get that uh, sunlight. Yeah. And also I was telling you, Mart, how up around home, I remember so many people that grew dahlias that they grew taller than they do down here, except for Mart's. And I and I always thought, well, they've got a short growing season, so they're going to get it while they can get it. And that's not a very scientific way yeah. of looking at it. But I think the, the some poppies up in, in Alaska one time I saw, and I thought, how in the world do those poppies get eight feet tall? Well, in my mind, I said, well, they know there's a short season. They better get with it while they can. Yeah. Maybe a little geothermal action going on yeah, there, little, too. Yeah, a little science in there. But. <laughs> yeah, but it's all about observations. Just, yeah. just you know, people will tell you that they won't <clears throat> grow here or they won't do well. And, and maybe that's true, but there's always exceptions to everything. Yeah, especially if you use common sense. And good fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> but not too much. That's right. <laughs> I, I, if you've been watching the weather and listening to the weatherman on WPTF, you know that uh, it's probably going to rain. We may get a good rain next week. We're, we're well, really we hoping for it. it. Here, here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired of watering. But that's another thing that people need to remember. If, if you've just put something out, which most people are planting some some things this fall. Water it. Yeah. Be sure and water it. Two, even three times even a week. when it's uh, it, it's chilly because uh, there's desiccation of plants, oh. uh, which means that it there it's going to be drying out. You know that cold wind, dr- cold dry wind is going to be drying out yeah. the leaves and stems and, and very so, low humidity. Oh my very gosh. low humidity, and so we we need to be cognizant of that in planting in the fall, much like we are in the spring when we have higher evaporation rates. Yeah, well, I put out uh, three three more camellias. Three uh, hydrangeas. My goodness. And, um, of course, there was a square foot of soil left. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds, like, uh, that sounds I, like Joe the Bouncer and his, uh, his two pots for one. Oh, my gosh. Two plants for one. Uh, that's why I, <clears throat> I tell people if you're a professional landscaper, I'm probably not going to invite you to come to my place because I don't want you to have a heart attack. <laughs> but if – if some somebody said, "Well, you've planted one time," said you planted something low behind something tall. I said, "Well, you can always look behind it." That's right. That's peep, right. Peep around and have a little surprise. Uh-huh. But I've watered those at least once a week, and I'm going off on Tuesday for my four days at Pinehurst. I will water them again, very good, and I build a little moat around around most of my plants so that when you water it, you can it's fill it up to the yeah. brim. Right. Yeah. And it'll uh, sink in, sink in. All right. So, and also another thing I do too, when it's extremely dry, when I dig a hole, I will go ahead and, and before I stick the plant in it, go ahead and pour water in the hole. Hmm. That way you can also judge whether it's a good drainage or not, but it, it sort of loosens up things and thank goodness all of, all of mine drained. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, do you ever step them in what I call quote unquote step them in um, and actually pack them in really yeah, tight? I oh, do yes. that. Yeah. Well, yeah I, to, don't want any, I don't want any bubbles there. Well, exactly. And that's to me, that's important. That's more important. So you've got that good soil contact, soil root contact. And so you, you water, get water into the hole halfway through the planting and then. You finally you fill in the soil and then you water it in really good and and I like to just push push it in uh, to to free up any kind of air bubbles or air pockets that may be right. in uh, to get that in and uh, uh, you know a lot of 
uh, recommendations are not to do that because they're concerned about compaction. Well, I'm not really so concerned about compaction. No, I think with, got, when you've dug a hole that you don't have to worry about compaction if, you, right. if you've broken up the soil. Yeah. But you do need to uh, to account for for air air bubbles and things, which can can mess a plant up. It certainly mm-hmm. can. Yeah. So, yeah. Just I leave leave a, about an inch of the plant on the. I don't submerge it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Plant it high. Plant. Yeah. Don't. Plant don't. High and yeah, plant and high. then so you can get get mulch up around it. Right. Exactly. Uh, I mean, there's so many things. But right now is a good time to water, even though they, we talk about rain next week don't believe them <laughs> yeah if you put something out in the past couple of weeks yeah don't wait for it to, to it rain because <clears throat> that's you know that it's uh, long-term forecasting is tough tough to do you know wild birds unlimited well the great people longtime sponsors of the weekend gardener and uh, our friends at wild birds unlimited in raleigh and carrie have a a tidy little seed cylinder and they have some great ones over there, along with 20 pounds of no-mess seed. means they're going to gobble up everything. Uh, and you can you can win it this month. To win, go to the contest tab at WPTF.com and register. Also, I, I can't imagine what the, your GPS is telling you if you're heading toward downtown Raleigh right now. Because uh, it, it it's probably showing a traffic jam because the Christmas parade is going on. It's going down Hillsborough Street and will turn in front of the Capitol. I'm sure they've already started turning in front of the Capitol onto Salisbury Street. And we'll go past the Edmonston building and uh, the, old, <laughs> the old Durham Life Insurance building and so forth. So uh, that's going on now. So you want to avoid downtown Raleigh for a while unless you know exactly where you're going. It's still... Uh, you're going to have to be a bit of a circuitous route. Mart, thank you so much. Thank you for having for me. Uh, for joining us. Uh, it's always uh, fun having having you, Colonel. And thank you for sh- your service. Uh, should have scheduled you for Veterans Veterans Day weekend. But uh, thanks for your service, Brother Rufus. Uh, you have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next week. Have a great Thanksgiving, right. sir. Thanksgiving is next week. Yeah. Don't eat too much. Be the person your dog thinks you are. Absolutely. Coming up, yeah, isn't that a wonderful thing? It is. That sounds like something Mario Dell would say. Mario, uh, Mario, a a, uh, a great friend and a longtime friend. Uh, you will hear the late Mario Dell and the late Gary Dornberg and the late Professor John H. Harris, the the uh, Tar Heel Gardener. And this is uh, the last Tar Heel Gardener show. It's uh, January of nineteen eighty five. And you may hear me from 40 years ago, too, the next voice you hear. Yay! Have a great day, everybody. Good morning. This is a Tar Heel Gardener, and today we're going to talk about the last 40 years. Each Saturday morning at this hour, WPTF presents John H. Harris, landscape architect, professor emeritus at North Carolina State University, and known from the mountains to the sea as the Tar Heel Gardener. For many years, about 40 as a matter of fact, Mr. Harris has made his experience and knowledge available to amateur gardeners in our WPTF listening audience. Special guests this morning, Mario Dell and Gary. Gary? Thank you very much, Mike, and hello, everybody, and Uncle Maury. Good seeing you this morning. Good morning, morning. Gary. Good morning, John. Beautiful day. This is really, uh, this has always been your show, but this show is really your show. That's right. (laughs) Uh, We're going to be talking more about you and about reminiscing with you because if the people have not heard, and uh, we've certainly talked about it a great uh, deal since the decision was made by you that uh, you were going to retire and uh, caught us all off guard. I'm not retired. Oh, oh, you're not retired? No, no, no. Okay. I'm just giving up this extracurricular activity. I I don't think I'm ever going to retire. You're still going to be out fiddling in the garden, right? right. I understand. I understand. Uh, But we thought that this would be a golden opportunity for this being the last show, uh, to reminisce with you a little bit and to uh, talk about maybe some of your favorite moments that you can remember and uh, some of the highlights of your 38 years that you've spent here in this program. I know, uh, Mari, uh, one of the areas that I wanted to talk about because it meant so much to me, I'm a, I'm a buff of history. Yes. And this station has a great history, of which John Harris is a very, very important part You're of. right about that. Uh, for 38 years, has been the Tar Heel Gardener here in WPTF. And he's had the opportunity to do the show with a lot of people. 
No, I, I counted up the other day, Gary, and I think I've done it with nine different uh, announcers probably on the, a regular basis. Probably the one, though, that uh, I wanted to talk about first here because he's the one that I think meant the most to me than anybody else. Oh, and maybe know. and maybe the one that did more shows with you. I don't know. But uh, I know when I first came here, he was doing the show with you. And for about 40 years, as program director here at WPTF, Graham Pointer. I remember him so well. <clears throat> Matter of fact, the way he got started with me, he had to substitute uh, uh, Saturday too, and he enjoyed it so much. And so many people kidded him about some of the questions that we had coming in <laughs> that he took it on a regular basis. And for as you said, many years he worked with me. I think uh, let's see, Bill Jackson, B.J. was following him, I guess, or before right. him. I've forgotten which order they came in. The first man I remember was Jim Reed. Jim, Jim Reed, Reed yes. way way back during the Victory Garden days. That's what yeah. I wanted to hear yeah. him talk about. The Victory Garden. <laughs> the days. Victory yeah. Garden. We went out in the gardens and made uh, transcriptions. Uh, around Raleigh here with people who are doing an outstanding job in the Victory Garden and Jim Reed. So the show for a while was actually uh, on remote, so to speak. Then. A lot of them were, yes, uh -huh. in those days, right. How about that? That's yeah, great. It, and it was, it was a garden show. We, we, changed, the, we changed the format several times. When it first started out, way back, we <clears throat> had to have a script. Everything was written out, and you had to leave a script with the station, and I carried a script with me. I remember that. It would not be a bad idea if that were the case right now. Well, no, no, no. Not mean for us, not for you. Well, the way we changed that was interesting. One Saturday morning, my wife brought me down and put me out. She had to go somewhere and drove off with the script. And there I stood at about two minutes before the program started. So I ran up here. I think Phil Ellis probably was working with me at that time. And I came in all puffing and didn't have a single script, but I thought two or three questions on the way up on the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> and we got along so well without a script that we decided we wouldn't have one. We got permission, and we didn't ever have, we hadn't had one since. What great names you're mentioning, though. You mentioned Phil Ellis, one of the great newsmen ever here at the uh, station. Uh, you mentioned Jim Reed, of course, who back in the Sam 50s Beard and uh, 60s. Beard, yeah. And Sam Beard, another great newsman. Uh, and Jim Reed, of course, who back in the 50s and 60s was a uh, great voice of sports as well as uh, many other things here at WPTF and uh, went on into the banking business uh, uh, for the latter years of uh, his life. And, of course, we mentioned Graham Pointer, who spent 40 years of his life here mm -hmm. at this station as program director. And uh, my fondest memories are of him uh, and that era. You worked across the uh, street in the old building uh, when, right. when really the essence of what old radio and what an old radio, classic old radio station was all about, John. I remember when, when Graham Pointer asked me to do this show on a regular basis. I did one and uh, listened, recorded it and listened to it, and I said, I'll never go on there again. <laughs> <laughs> so I told him I'd take it on a regular basis if he would, uh, he would give me some training in, you know, how to talk on the radio. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, I've got a staff that can do that. He says, I want you to talk about gardening. <laughs> that's a classic Graham Pointer. That's, a, that's just exactly the way that he talked to you, and uh, that's what he wanted. And, of course, you, uh, you ended up talking about gardening better than anybody ever has here. Uh, well, I don't know about that, but I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm, go I'm really going to miss it. Well, I know that you have because I, I, there is never a day that goes by when I'm not at a mall or visiting some club or someone says, come and have dinner with us at so-and-so's, and they ask about you. Inevitably, they ask about John Harris, the Tar Heel Garden. Well, I'm, I'm reminded at this point uh, about the joke I told you a few minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> I've got so many letters. Uh, appreciation for the service that I've given and so forth, and so many telephone calls that I told Mara before the show opened that I felt like this Presbyterian preacher that I heard about not long ago. He had stayed with this congregation about 30 or 40 years and just worn out and worn out to people. And he's a good fella, but everybody was just wishing he would he'd retire and, and go on. So he finally one day announced that he was going to retire. This was going to be his last sermon. And everybody was just tickled to death. And yet he was a great fellow, and they didn't want to hurt his feelings. So they gave him a big party, invited a lot of guests, and they gave him some nice gifts. And everybody got up and told what a wonderful fellow he was. And then they called on him. And he got up, and he said, you know, I just didn't know how much people appreciated me. And he says, I'm just not going to retire. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I uh, felt a little like that when I got all these letters and telephone calls. I believe I'll just continue not stop. <laughs> but the decision has been made, and I just thought while I was ahead, 
Uh, I well, another thing, everybody, I, everybody I know has Saturday off, and I've never had Saturday <laughs> off. I want to see how, what it's like. John's also retiring his dog. His dog. Yeah, his dog is retired, right? <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's going to take it easy from now. <laughs> what did the dog do before? It's a bird dog. Oh, okay. Dog, yeah. Well, I still yeah. ask John, what did the dog do before? <laughs> <laughs> I've never met a dog that really worked. Yeah. This one well, worked. You oh, this one worked. This one, yes. okay. You did a good job. John's the only man I know that goes hunting with his dog and confessed that occasionally he goes and never takes a gun, <laughs> which I think I is the way to go the, hunting. Just go for the fun of it. That's great. Well, we're going to take a pause here. Incidentally, uh, Mike Raley, of course, sitting in with us as well here. Uh, Mike, if we get the opportunity and if uh, a few folks would like to say, uh, uh, something to John or reminisce with him for a minute or two, we might be able to take a phone call or two if you'd like to call at 860-9783 sure. or 1-800-662-7979. That is toll-free from anywhere in North Carolina. We'll continue with the Tar Heel Gardener Show right after this. L-O-V-E. This Valentine's Day, spell it with a beautiful blooming potted plant from Fairview Greenhouses. Lots of colorful ways to say I love you. Showy red hydrangea, gorgeous Gerber daisies, fluffy white mums trimmed in red, perky primroses, plus tulips, hyacinths, and pocketbook plants. Prices starting at $2.50. Gift wrapping available for a small charge. Smart Cupid's no-cut flowers soon wilt and die. Show your Valentine your love is lasting with a live blooming plant from Fairview Greenhouses, Holly Springs Road between Penny Road and 1010. Gary Dornberry back with Mario O'Dell and, of course, John Harris, a Tar Heel gardener. And, uh, John, uh, uh, we realize that uh, you'll be leaving the uh, station here and uh, this thing. And you, you, are, you are cutting back in several areas, but you're, you, you are not cutting back in your business. No, I'm going to continue as a landscape architect because I love the work. And uh, all I'm going to do is cut out my Saturday work. I don't blame you. Well, leaves like everybody else. <laughs> John, what, i got to ask this. Look, what at is, the, look at the phone lines. Oh, right? yeah. What is the most often asked question? that comes to mind of all the letters and all the remarks people have made to it. And what's the most common mistake we make as home gardeners? That may well, be the most often asked question. I right. believe the most, uh, most common mistake is planting more than we take care of. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> or extending. I, I can understand. And the second uh, thing I believe we make, make a mistake, we, we don't keep up. But we don't do things on time. In other words, we... <clears throat> We get into a real serious problem before we identify it, like, for instance, uh, scale or insects on mm -hmm. plants. We don't notice it until the plant's about dead. Yeah. If we could do things on time, prevent the trouble. Mm -hmm. That's our biggest problem, I believe. All right, what's the most common question you've been asked? Mm. Is it about their lawn? Or well, I get more, more questions about lawns than anything else, but I believe how to control moles with the head to this. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> I would have thought nematodes or anything but that. No, I think moles and how to keep rabbits from eating plants, and I never found a good answer for either one of them all these years. <laughs> Forty years, and he's still trying John, to I, I, I hate to use this classic line that I used with you for many years, because I always thought it was funny. The best way to control moles and hairs, it's easy. Cement your lawn and paint it green. Yeah. <laughs> it slows them up. It won't slow them up. Well, I've had a lot of people say that they had their yard was so hard as many rocks that moles couldn't get in it, so that's another solution. Let me ask him another question, too. Right. See, uh, he mentioned nine people have worked with him. I know I'm one of them, because I have done a lot of shows with John Harris over the years and the Tar Heel Gardener. I've never, never ceased to be amazed. He would come in with the mail. Yeah. And invariably the mail would involve boxes or big envelopes filled with dirt and clots and uh, <laughs> weeds and everything else that you could imagine that uh, you couldn't even imagine could grow someplace. And he would, he would dump this stuff out and it'd be out here. I was just curious, over 40 years, John, if you ever added up how much tonnage you've gotten in the mail? <laughs> no, but I'll tell you an interesting thing. An interesting thing that happened a number of years ago. As you said, they come in in boxes all beat up, with, tied up with string. And most of the time it's a dead boxwood with the... The soil. And a little line, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Reminds me of uh, one big tear right late on the there. Chick Parrish of the poultry specialist at the university, and somebody wrote him one time and said when they walked out in the yard in the morning, the chickens would be laying on the back with the feet sticking up. What's wrong with them? <laughs> and he said, Dear madam, he says, I can't be sure, but it sounds like they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> But what I started to say, <laughs> that doesn't align a lot of stuff yeah. you got, huh? Yeah. What I started to say, though, one, one particular day, I got this larger-than-usual box. It was very heavy. And I thought, uh-oh, here's another dead plant with a lot of dirt. 
started not to even open. I thought I could just read the letter, you know, and tell what was wrong with that opening. But I decided I would open it. And when I opened it, somebody sent me a big country ham. So oh, I've always oh, opened wow. all my packages. I always <laughs> open your mail. <laughs> yes. right. For every 10 clods, there might be a, something, a, a rose, right. right? You never can tell. Well, the lines are all lit, John. Yeah. This is, uh, this is great. You, uh, you, you know, you mentioned uh, <laughs> nine people, again, that have done the show with you. I bet. I might have left out some. I just remember. May that. have. Yeah. Uh, we didn't name them, but I'll lay odds that this gentleman, over the years that he spent at WPTF, probably did a show or two with you. Ned Champion, how are you? Uh, Gary, how you doing? Doing great. Uh, I would imagine over your career here at uh, WPTF, it spanned about two or three different visits that you probably ended up doing a, at least one show with John Harris, didn't you? <laughs> oh, we at did. At least one. Many, many, many pleasant uh, Saturday mornings with John. John? Ned, good to hear from you. Good to, good to know. Yeah, I remember true. we did several, several years together. <laughs> I just wanted you to know that uh, my flowers will probably never be the same anymore, but then they never were. <laughs> John, uh, happiness and success in whatever you choose to do, and we'll miss you. Well, thank you, Ned. Appreciate you calling this thank morning. You, sir. Thank you, Nedley. Bye bye. Ned Champion, of course, who uh, worked here at the station back in the 70s, and then even earlier than that, back in the 50s for several years. And I would imagine that's probably where you ran into Ned more on the show, that in the 50s, weren't you? That's right. Uh -huh. Yeah, right. So uh, that would be about. Uh, it's hard to believe. You know, 38 years covers so much, John. Uh, uh, I imagine you've just got some great memories, don't you? Yeah, I really here. do. I really do. I'm going to miss it. Yeah. There are a lot of other folks I think who want to have a sentiment here with you, too. Hello, you're on the air. Where are you calling from? From Gulf, North Carolina. Yes. County. Yes. Hey, Mr. Harris. Yes. We've always appreciated you. Well, I appreciate you. I thank you for all your nice letters. I wanted to get that in, too, that all the... That's one reason I kept doing this show so many years, was the nice letters I got from people. Well, don't forget Chatham County, then. Okay, I surely won't. Bye -bye. We're good Chathamites together. Thank you, now. I was born over there, you know. Yeah, that's my home county. Oh, yeah. yeah well, out from Pittsburgh. Okay, well, you know, uh, we might want to uh, just uh, mention very quickly, because we do, through the course of the show and the introduction and everything, about uh, the fact you were born in Chatham County, but uh, your education and everything is all here in North Carolina, too. North it? Carolina State. Mm -hmm. I was uh, at the university for, well, a number of years. Took an early retirement several years ago. I was out in the horticulture department. And while I'm on that subject, I would like to, uh, before I forget it, I'd like to thank, well, first, WPTF for carrying this program all these years and for, I don't know, uh, Gary, I guess uh, 20 years or more, they carried it without a sponsor, just purely as a public service, and I appreciate that. But you might explain, John, why they, there was some sort of regulation at that time at NC State or with state government workers or whatever. They could not have a could sponsor. Not, couldn't have right. a sponsor. Couldn't have a sponsor, That's right. right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I also, as I said, want to thank all the listeners for the letters. I want to thank my wife for getting up and getting breakfast for me every Saturday morning. <laughs> I don't want to forget that. She, well, she won't be mad with you now next Saturday morning. No. Well, there, there, were, there were so many nurseries, so many... Uh, 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 plant specialists that, uh, you know, commercial plant specialists in the area, they got around it by putting on what we call adjacencies. In other words, yes. they crowded in as close as they could to John Joe. Oh, and two after. <laughs> that's it. That's right. Oh, I remember those very well. As a matter of fact, that that's also another memory that I have of doing the show for some, so so many times over the years. Uh, I was more of a substitute basis, although John and I did do it regularly for a little while, and then right. uh, I, I, I did it a whole lot as just coming in and working on Saturday mornings. But uh, uh, that's one of the memories I have as an announcer, and I, I'm, I'm sure you can relate with this, Maury, oh, that yeah. uh, sometimes uh, some of the uh, nurseries in the area would uh, advertise some things, my not being a gardener, would advertise some things that were uh, totally Greek to me. <laughs> and the pronunciations therein. Now, Graham Pointer used to got a, used, Graham Pointer was a great perfectionist. And he used to get a great kick out of some of the pronunciations that uh, he would hear. And uh, fortunately, John was always uh, there to help out and uh, always, always not, not only told me how to pronounce it, but told me generally what it was <laughs> so I could at least envision it in my mind. But uh, that's also something else that I, I remember, too, are some of the great letters that uh, you've got. I wanted, I wanted to uh, thank one other group that's been such a help to me over the years is out at NC State University. That's what I call my backup team, the uh, folks in entomology and plant pathology. You know, people, I guess, uh, wondered how I could come up with an answer for some of these things. And it's because if I didn't know the answer, I would call up my friends out there and I'd get the answer, see? That's great. So I want to thank them for their support over the years. Hello, you're on the air with John Harris. Hello, John. Hello. How are you this morning? I'm fine, and I've, I'm one of the old listeners, too. I used to listen to you when Bill Jackson was with you. Oh, 
Well, that's great. So we're not we're not the old li- we're and, and like the rest say, you made our day. You're not the old listener. You just you just been listening a long time. Yeah, I'm one of the old ones. <laughs> I have yeah. been listening a long time. Right. But, but I really have enjoyed it, and we'll miss it. But we'll we, we enjoy the one that's taking your place. Well, I started to say you're gonna have a good man too. He won't take this show because he'll have his own show. But Herb, Herb Evans is a very qualified individual. And who I like him and Mike because they're close from where I used to live. Oh, good, good. <laughs> well, you continue listening. And look, I want to ask you right quick. I have this little heather plant that I got. <laughs> Boy, we're getting right down to business, <laughs> right. John. And, and that one. Do you reckon that'll come back? This cold weather turned it brown. Do you reckon it'll come back when uh, the spring comes? Yes, I wouldn't think that would be hurt too bad because that's a cold weather plant. Oh, it is. And so I would, I would think it would survive. It may, it may the top may be killed off, but I believe it'll come back from roots. Well, I appreciate it because, like I said, I forgot about it when it was cold. I was thinking about other things, and I forgot it. <laughs> thank you for calling in. Yeah, thank you, and good luck. Take care. Bye bye. We're going to take a break and be back with more with John Harris, the Tar Heel Gardener. This is Merlin Olson, and I'm holding something very beautiful. The FTD Flower Basket Bouquet for Valentine's Day. Fresh flowers in a delicate ceramic basket. It's so beautiful. Everybody's going to want to send it at the same time, right on Valentine's Day. Don't be left out. Send the Flower Basket Bouquet so it arrives at least a day or two early. It's just too beautiful to miss. Call or visit your FTD florist today. Oh, and happy Valentine's Day from FTD. I can handle it when my car breaks down, even when it costs an arm and a leg. But I just can't stomach my coffee anymore. If bitter coffee acidity keeps you from drinking as much as you want, try Kava Instant Coffee. Kava is real coffee with 90% of the acid neutralized. You'll enjoy the smooth, satisfying taste of Kava, cup after cup after cup. So if you can't stomach your coffee anymore, try Kava. It's 90% acid neutralized. Drink as much as you want. Farm is there. In the oldest phone book you can find, pick a State Farm agent, any agent. Now look in this year's phone book. Odds are that agent's still there. State Farm agents are there long after they sell you auto, home, life, or health insurance. There to give you the answers and the service you paid for in person. Why not call now? And like a good neighbor. You've got the number right there. State Farm is there. Harris, the Tar Heel Gardener, celebrating uh, his retirement from the Tar Heel Gardener only. Uh, and uh, it's 10 minutes until 9 o'clock, and we have several listeners online. Gary, did you have a question you want to ask before we go back to the phone? No, because I think we have so many people waiting here right. in the uh, lines. They, they, will, they, will, they will end up reminiscing and uh, remembering <laughs> John better than I ever will. <laughs> yeah, well, so ahead. we'll go ahead and let them do it. You're on the air with John Harris. Mr. Harris. Yes. I remember you so well for your gardening, and I'm going to miss you, but the one thing that I'll never, that I'll always like you for is the way you pronounce the word G-R-A-S-S. My children used to fuss at me for saying grice, <laughs> and one morning I heard you say grice, and I said, now listen here, if John H. <laughs> can say grice, I can say grice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I've never been known to for my uh, ability to speak correct English. I just communicate. <laughs> One aspect of John's show, and I don't think he ever failed on any show, no matter whether there was snow outside or whether 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 it was 110 degrees, he always had a work schedule for us. <laughs> Ed, oh yeah, I tell you something else that I found out over the years. Uh, the husbands would tell about all the things I told them to do. Yeah. They weren't listening. They were playing golf, you see, out on tennis court. <laughs> the wives were and, taking notes, weren't and they? I, said, <laughs> I know you don't have time. I said, I, sure I, said I didn't say those things. Your wife made those up. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't have time, but I wish you could share the story of, of how you go about selling bird dogs. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll let others get on the line. Thank, Thank you. you for coming. Thank you, Ed. Bye-bye. See you. 
Uh, I don't know. Can you share that story with us so you can think about it? Well, I don't know. It may take too much time. It take two or three minutes to tell it. Have we got that much time? Sure. I don't know. Yeah, see why absolutely. Well, they has always enjoyed this story, and I've, I've told it many times, and I expect a lot of our listeners have heard it. But it's actual truth. It's actual story. I've always had bird dogs. We were talking a few minutes ago about bird hunting. And one, one year I had two young dogs and an old dog. And the old dog had some bad tricks that I didn't want the young ones to pick up, so I decided I would uh, get rid of it. They didn't want to sell it because I was attached to it. I wanted to give it to somebody. Right. So I uh, told a lot of people I had this dog that I'd uh, dispose of, and they said, how much you want for it? And I said, I'll just give it to you. Well, let's say, how old is it? And I said, it was about eight years old, which is getting kind of old for a bird dog. And they'd, they'd start backing off. They said, well, I guess I ought to get one a little young. And I couldn't give that dog away. <laughs> so I told my wife I was going to sell it since I couldn't give it away. She said, what are you going to ask for it? I said, I'm going to put an ad in the paper. And that was way back when $10 is about equal to 100 now. I said, I'm going to run the ad in the paper. And uh, the first man that calls, it's going to be $10. And I'm going up $10 every call that comes in. <laughs> <laughs> so, Human psychology, yeah. I love it. So the first man called and they said, how much you want for it? I said, $10. He said, well, I might come by and look at it. And so it went on all day, and I'd gotten up to $100 <laughs> about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Nobody had said for sure they wanted it. And I said, first come, get the dog. And about dark, somebody rode up. So I come look at the dog. Well, I opened the gate, and the dog took out across the yard. I had him under good control. I hollered one time, and he came right back and went back in the pen. He says, I'll take him. <laughs> Reached in his pocket for his pocketbook. I didn't know whether he was going to give me 10 or 100. <laughs> <laughs> man pulled out $10. First man that called. I went back in the house, and the telephone was ringing. And it was a $100 do uh, man saying he's coming after my dog. I said, I just sold it for $10. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my dog story. <laughs> that's great. A, that's a good ninety dollar. That's mistake. a true story. No, yeah. ninety dollar lesson to they, learn. There is something to it. If you <laughs> if you got something worth something, you can sell it. A lot better if you put a reasonable price on that's it and right. try to give it away. That's yep. exactly that's true. Right. Hello, you're on the air, John Harris. Hello, I just wanted to tell Mr. Harris that the thing that I admired most about his show was that if he didn't know, he said so. Yeah. Uh, I've heard a lot of experts, but I've never really heard an expert say, I don't know. They hedge around uh, some way or other and pat it up and, and just say, I don't know. Now, I must add that, of course, he did call in his backup team. And he said, I don't know, but if you take this out to so-and-so, they might be able to help you. <laughs> but it's the first time <coughs> I'd ever heard an expert say, I don't know. Well, that's because I didn't know <laughs> a lot of the, lot I, of the time. I'm teasing Gary now, but I can't imagine Gary ever saying on a sports show, I don't know. Well, he, I, he, he knows. He, he doesn't have to say that. I open up the show with that qualification. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mr. Harris, we're going to miss you because we have built our Saturdays around uh, 8.30 in the morning. Sometimes we're eating breakfast. Sometimes we're just doing a little thing, but we always listen to it everywhere, every time that we're in Raleigh. Well, i I tell you what I'm going to do for all these gardeners out there when Irv takes over the show. I'm going to make sure, I'm going to tell Irv, look, no matter what you do on the show, you've got to give these people work. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm going to watch out for you. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you for a lot of good entertainment, Mr. Harris. And even though I don't do everything you said, even though I didn't follow your rules, I've enjoyed gardening under your tutelage, and uh, we, we do have a reasonably good garden. Well, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate those kind words. All right, sir. Thank you now. Bye-bye. we got time for one more quick one. Yep. You're on the air. we got about a minute. Okay. Go ahead. Mr. Harris? Yes. I just want to tell you that I'm going to miss you. I've, I've had breakfast for you with you for many, many years. <laughs> And now I won't have anybody to have breakfast with. Oh, yes, we will. We'll be thinking about you anyway. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, Irv Evans will be your here. Program. Irv, Irv, Irv Evans will be here. Irv is going to do a good job. I know you're going to enjoy it. Well, thank you. Thank you for yep, calling in. Bye-bye. But you know, that really is a sentiment of uh, many thousands of people who listen to you and still listen to you all the time here yep. on, the, uh, on the station. They are going to miss you. It's going to be it's going to be a void no matter, no matter, you know, Irv is going to have to take another 38 years with us to build <laughs> That's right. a reputation. That's right. 
Well, Boy, yeah. I, I, he may not show up next Saturday if you <laughs> put it that way. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> right. I told John, uh, the gal from the newspaper called, there was a very nice article by Melanie Sills in this morning's paper about John. and It really was a nice article. And she called me and she said, how long has he been doing? And I told her. She said, what do you think? I said, if somebody told me that they wanted me to come down here every Saturday morning at 8.30 for 38 years, <laughs> I, I don't think I could do it. But I, I also have a, a short attention span, too. <laughs> well, as I said before, it's the, it's the uh, reward of, of having people call in and having such nice letters and such nice listeners that keeps me going. Well, John, there's no way that uh, we could even begin to repay or to uh, say thank you adequately for the 38 years and for the uh, loyal membership uh, and listenership that you've built up over that time and uh, how much you've meant to uh, our entire listening community, which covers most of North Carolina and all these people that have been trying to get in this morning that haven't been able to. Well, the only thing we can do is uh, is just to say thank you and uh, to give you uh, sort of a, uh, a present of the uh, coming age, so to speak. Uh, we have an AM stereo, a Sony AM stereo, which happens to have a little FM on it, too. But, uh, well, we'll forgive it. For yes, that. that's right. <laughs> okay. But it, it really is a beautiful, beautiful radio, and we want to uh, give this to you as a token of our thanks. And Maury has something special. We have a, a, a small plaque here, John, and it, nobody can put into words just one or two words how we feel. It's like losing a member of our family. I think that was best expressed by our president. But on the plaque it says, John Harris, the Tar Heel Gardener, thank you for 40 years of dedication, your friends at WPTF Radio, and we put this date on it, and I hope you'll treasure this and the radio. Well, I, if I don't drop it and break it yeah. before you get it, John. Thank you, Mara. Yes, sir. I can't begin to, uh, to thank WPTF and for you two especially to come down this morning and get out of the bed and reminisce me on this pleasure. It, excuse me, Gary. I was just going to say we're just about out of time, but okay. I do want to end this way, that this is Gary Dornberg, and this is Mario O'Dell, and more importantly... And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Good night, folks. In touch with the triangle, WPTF Radio 680, Raleigh-Durham-Chapel Hill.